0: Welcome to We Are the Guard, the Arkansas National Guard's podcast. I'm Lieutenant Colonel Brian Mason, the state public affairs officer and your host for the program. May is National Mental Health Awareness Month, and we're in a series of discussions with the people in our organization who are working to tackle the problems of mental and behavioral health and in general to improve the readiness of our force. Today, we're speaking with Dr. Dawson Williams, the Resilience, Risk Reduction, and Suicide Prevention Coordinator for the Arkansas National Guard. Glad to have you on the podcast today. Sure. Good morning, and thanks for having me. Glad to be here. Great. Can you tell our listeners more about what
1: you do in your capacity as the R3SP Coordinator? Well, yes, sir. I'd like to first give a little uh, caveat that I'm a licensed mental health counselor, but that's not the way I'm hired into work for Arkansas Guard at this time. I am in more of the community health role than direct mental health. So I'd like to clarify what those two differences would be, and then maybe you'll see what I do. Got it. So uh, in terms of uh, mental health, working with individuals who have issues and need uh, help to be able to get it back together or to go forward um, on the individual or the family relations or group counseling kind of work, uh, that's uh, where Captain Tillman of the director of psychological health would be involved and then so then on the community health side, how do we help to have a healthy community that would then uh, support and cause people to have a healthier environment in order to which to have that mental health they need? Uh Individual health is tied to community health because uh, healthy individuals make a healthy community. Community health is tied to individual health and in that uh, healthy communities have fewer individuals who are trying to do things that are inappropriate toward themselves and others. So um, if he's on the uh, individual health treatment side, I'm on the community health side of how do we, how do we build this healthy force to have that healthy uh, community with healthy individuals? You could refer to this as upstream and downstream uh, in terms of what we teach in resiliency and suicide prevention. Upstream is you do preventive and primary kinds of things before you have problems. And then as they begin to manifest problems, you get uh, signs of warning and risks. Then you then move toward that downstream where uh, others other kick in. So, does that help a little bit about kind of where I work at? I've known it's a robust team. I just want our listeners to know <laughs> yes, sir. All right, good. who we got working in there. benefit? I clarify Yes, enough. you
0: did. Yeah. So specifically, what services
1: does your office offer our soldiers, airmen, and their families, the whole community? So in terms of uh, resiliency, risk reduction, and suicide prevention, which is then Army lingo, R3SP, um, resiliency training offers training on resiliency skills to help people have better self-awareness, self-governance, better optimism, better ability to have communication relationship skills so those kinds of things are um, in the R of, uh, compassion uh, capacity of resiliency uh, risk reduction so risk reduction is where not only surveys and assessments are done within units but also risk mitigation plans are then offered to units to say, Uh, Based on the surveys we just did with your unit, here's some things that some service members identified as potential problems, and then here's a risk mitigation plan that we'd offer. Suicide prevention, uh, we offer training that um, would then help build within the force ability and capacity within our service members to know how to ask a person, are you having a problem, Uh, show that you care so that person would be willing to disclose their problem, and escort them to get help. Um, The Army Suicide uh, Skills Intervention Training uh, helps them to even go even a little bit further in knowing how to intervene when a soldier's having a problem. So uh, resiliency, risk reduction, suicide prevention offers these kinds of intervention skills and training for our force. What are some of the
0: Issues that you commonly deal with or what are some of the indicators that you're seeing as you're surveying the force? What what would our commanders be looking out for
1: when it comes to some of that risk? Well, that's an awesome question, especially for my role here in that uh, the mental health downstream answer to that would be probably where that question was headed most. So if you'll allow me to speak to it from the community health side, which is where I work, um, what problems am I seeing and encountering in relation to mental health? I could speak to you to say Army-wide, there are problems that are same for us. And then National Guard-wise, there are some problems that are pretty much normal for uh, for the force. So what are those? Uh, number one, we are National guard and not active component meaning? We don't have the resources. We don't have access to the force or the families. Uh, We don't have um, the time to get everything done that has to be done to punch all of the tickets as a force that's in for a drill or an annual training, plus do all the mental health things and the community health things. So there's a whole lot of picking and choosing of what can we afford to put on the training calendar and what can we afford to really invest So mental health issue number one from a community health perspective is how do we get more visibility and command support for the social science aspect of it? Uh, You got the military science of I've got to get all these things done to be green as a as a green suitor. Well, then but then you got a humanity there. You got the human factor. So how do we do all the things that it takes to make sure at the end of the day you not only have a uh, force that is lethal, but you also have a healthy force? So I'd say that's problem number one. Uh, Problem number two is uh, since you don't have much time and you got a whole lot to do. Uh, there is a tendency to see something and do something, meaning... Uh, I only got so much time to get all these people through all of this and somebody's got a problem. So what, what are we going to do about it? Let's get it done quick. And that doesn't give you enough time to talk to the right subject matter experts sometimes to get the right people involved in the conversation, to find out and do assessment and make sure that you're making a response that is a community health type response, a social science uh, validated kind of response uh, rather than a military science, uh, what we call C2 command and control I fix the problem drive on Uh, we got a lot of C2 kind of response and so the social science piece where we would have the healthy force uh, might not be getting as much attention so if number one we don't have the resource or the access or the time with the individual and number two when we see a problem if we don't get it fixed quick that soldier is going back to his family his community for another month so that's a couple of things Sure. So what
0: Resources are available out in the communities. Are we referring our soldiers, airmen, and families to?
1: Okay, so the the two you mentioned, uh, I think prior to our start, uh, uh, the mental health or psychological health community and um, the chaplaincy, uh, they are. Before I would refer someone to a community, I'd refer internally to them to say, uh, "Take a look at this because this is a service member now," but. With within their communities, uh, we all have lists of who, who the providers are in that community that provide services for free, that provide services that are should be up to standard. And I, I provide every quarter to all of the leadership uh, a list of resources, including national and federal type uh, phone numbers and so forth that a soldier or a family member can call. And um, so without getting into specifics of who those are, I'll tell you that these are the resources within our force that can get you to someone quick if you're having a problem.
0: When the soldier or airman completes a drill or annual training and heads back to the communities in which they live, work, and play, how important are those
1: partnerships with community providers and resources? So so the idea of partnerships... Um, uh, when I when I refer to the psychological health and the chaplaincy and so forth, um, they are prone to vet. They're not prone to just say, hey, there's a pastor out there, go see him. It's like, here's someone I've worked with that I know that I believe will give you a good response and a, an appropriate response if you have to go see someone. So partnerships are recommended Army-wide with community resources, and uh, and yet— Without standardization of how those partnerships are formed, uh, we can end up with a hopscotch kind of approach. And uh, so in terms of if you were asking me again, what are the problems I'm seeing? A third is a need for standardization. And this is not just uh, Dawson Williams, Arkansas Guard. This is uh, top down army wide. A, a need for standardization and it is uh, highly pressed through what we call the Commanders uh, Ready and Resilient Council CR2C which you set in on I believe recently. Uh, the intent is to help every uh, major subordinate command be able to have a uh, what we call a health promotion team and then within that team when you get back to community, uh, I'm not there with you. The chaplain from the, the head shed is not with you Uh, But if you've got a team that we've worked with to help develop that team, they should know how then to pull from resources that are in the community and do it to standard.
0: You're listening to Dr. Dawson Williams, our Resilience, Risk Reduction, and Suicide Prevention Coordinator on We Are the Guard, the Arkansas National Guard's podcast. Most of our listeners have heard of R3SP, but for those who are unfamiliar, resilience and risk reduction are a means to decrease suicidal ideations and actions, as well as promoting the healthy behaviors that you just described. But they also help with coping mechanisms in a concerted effort to enhance our strength and our readiness. Fitness isn't within a physical construct, it's mental, spiritual, and emotional too. So what are some of the things that we can do to help provide outreach, education, prevention, and treatment? I, I guess what I'm trying to say is, you know, the Commander's Readiness and Resilience Council has some great ideas. Can you talk about the Chief of Staff, Colonel Michael Henderson, as the chair of the council and where we're going? And, oh, by the way, I plan to have him on the show in the future if I can pin him down for about 20 minutes.
1: Yeah. So and also and uh, if I could offer you a question to visit with him about the Commander's Ready and resilient Council is mandated to have a communication plan that says, when you ask, okay, how do we let folks know what we do and how we do it? We're mandated to have a communication plan that says, "Here's who we are, here's where we're going, here's how we're going to get there." This is the military science, but here's the social science that says behavioral health, uh, community health. These are the. This is the scaffold that we will climb on the way there. So I think, uh, since he's the current chair. And the communication plan that he's worked on is ready to be brought forward and activated. Uh, If you ask him questions about how are we communicating to the force, what needs to be done, how it needs to be done, and how it will be sustained, I think that will be a very profitable conversation. And I certainly want to listen in on that podcast. I've written that one down. Wonderful. Communication plan mandatory. Let's talk about
0: messaging in R3SP and the conversations that we need to continue with.
1: Well, sir, when you ask uh, what else is there that I would mention about uh – Um, the mental health conversation. Sticking to my lane of it, sticking to the part about the community health, Um, the um, emphasis on healthy messaging um, has been out there also for a decade. And the emphasis there is, in terms of suicide, if we're talking about how many people kill themselves, if we're talking about uh, how many people attempted to kill themselves, and all we're tracking is ideations, completions, and what we're trying to fight against, um, it has been thought that we're actually feeding the problem. So healthy messaging is, let's talk about what kind of help is available, what kind of numbers are accessing that help, what kinds of results are being received as that help is accessed, and how do we even do more of that? So the messaging uh, piece in terms of mental health um, I'll probably get in trouble for saying it, but it's more uh, attention-getting to talk about bad stuff. That's why I think every evening when my wife watches the news, I walk out of the room because it's one shot, one wounded, one killed, one wrecked after another. So I'm looking forward to the time when suicide prevention and mental health, all these risk reduction kinds of issues, are worked with the Army model that is being pushed top-down to say, We're going with positive messaging. Let's find positive stories about people who did. They thought about it. But then when they really got the resources available, they found that they could have a healthy life. Uh, So that's one of the pieces that I think at the end of the day that will give us the healthier community as well as uh, the healthier individuals and families that make up our force. There's always a better way to communicate something. And And that's where you come in. That's (laughs) our job,
0: right? And so we are reaching out to as many as will listen through social media and the various uh, platforms of social media. Um, We now have a National Guard app. I don't know if you're familiar (laughs) with that (laughs) one yet. (laughs) But, you know, we want to make sure that uh, any soldier, airman or family member who goes to that app looking for information, looking for help, that they've got it right there at At their fingertips. Right. Right. And so we think, uh, you know, we're not we're not the end user, so we don't know everything about communication, Um, but we think that it's a great opportunity for us to stay connected as an organization to those
1: whom we serve. And that's the way that the the younger crowd is going. I mean, you're going to have to have that kind of communication tool. Right. Everybody's got at least one of those things in their pocket right now. You got one here. Have, here. It, you have two or three. <laughs> so, uh, uh, so that's the
0: way to communicate is through these mobile devices nowadays. And that's the way all of our soldiers, young ones anyway, uh, soldiers and airmen are, are getting their information. Mm-hmm. And so if we can reach out to them, uh, especially in times of need, by using these better forms of communication,
1: we're going to do it. Mm-hmm. So so the Army over the last decade or two has been pushing positive psychology as the approach to getting to the healthy force that we need, Um, that if you help people have the resiliency skills, if you uh, focus on the positive, if you look at where you're trying to get to instead of what you're trying to fight against, you got a better chance of being where you had said you wanted to go, but if you spend more time, uh, you know, I rode a motorcycle for a while. I haven't rode one lately, but when I was in training, the trainer, when I took the courses on, on safety, always said, look where you're going. If you're looking at what you're trying to miss you're likely to hit it. If you're looking at the part of where you don't want to run off the road, you're subject to run off the road. So look where you're trying to go, and you'd be surprised what that bike will do. So I've not been able to sell what the Army is pushing because when you're overloaded with a short time schedule to get a lot done, when it comes down to the human element, Your mindset many times as a leader is if there's a problem, let's fix it and move on rather than if it is a problem, it's probably tied to something. Let's do a community health kind of approach so that we're all looking where we want to go. And then we'll probably get more of our force to where we said we wanted to be. So I think right now recruiting and retention, getting people through a drill Making sure you keep them in and don't have them, you know, bail out on you is getting more attention than how do we do the right things to have such a healthy force that people are fighting to get in. Well, I think you're right. I think Department of the Army is notorious
0: for saying, hey, we got a problem. Time out, time out. We're going to do a stand down, suicide stand down, sexual assault stand down. Now we're doing a stand down (laughs) for extremism. But when you look at the National Guard and Reserve, it's not that easy to just stop everything you're doing. We we have training that's been scheduled for a year out and for some injection to come into play in that training plan. It causes, you know, upheaval uh, right, right, to the right. right of that calendar.
1: So, and anyone who's representing something that uh, has to be wedged in and you have to kind of give it some space, um, that person is not nearly as well received and heard as someone who's got this innovation quick fix. How do you, I mean, I can put a Band-Aid on that thing so fast that you won't even know it exists. Well, all right, put the Band-Aid on, let's drive on. So, um, A lot of that's going on. And uh, um, I think at the end of the day, all of it is well intended. So I hope everything that I'm contributing here, you can hear it as there's a lot of good intention. uh, And yet I've found out years ago that in the word sincere, there's a lot of sin in sincere. You got some uh, minister training in you, don't you?
0: (laughs) Again, we're speaking with Dr. Dawson Williams, the Resilience, Risk Reduction, and Suicide Prevention Coordinator for the Arkansas National Guard. Sir, glad to have you on the show today.
1: Well, sir, thank you for the opportunity. Enjoyed it. (laughs)